Tonight I want to continue speaking about walking in the Spirit. How many are ready to go further and deeper into the Spirit? Yes. And this morning we, I said that walking in the Spirit is three things. It's walking in the Spirit covenant, grace. And it's walking from your reborn spirit. Not your mind, not your flesh, but from your reborn spirit, your new nature. Means we make decisions from our new nature. Our consciousness comes from our new nature. So it's walking in the spirit covenant from your reborn spirit and in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. The wonderful person of the Holy Spirit as He leads us, as He guides us, as He empowers us, as He takes us deeper into the Spirit. So that's what walking in the Spirit is. And this morning I spoke about grace, walking in the Spirit covenant. And tonight I want to talk about walking from your reborn Spirit. Are you excited? How to activate your new nature. And so tonight I want to just teach you about what took place inside of your spirit when you were born again. Jesus said, unless a person is born again, they cannot enter into the kingdom. You must be born again. John chapter 1 says, those that believe on Jesus, He gives the right to become children of God. Not born of human will, but born of God, born of the Spirit. In Titus chapter 3 says that when we, when the love and the grace of God appeared, we were reborn by the work of the Holy Spirit. We were regenerated. We were transformed. Let's, let's just read that. Titus 3 verse 3. Whoever's on these scriptures is doing a really good job. Come on, let's give a big hand for the person on the scriptures. It says, at one time we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We used to be unsaved. Amen. We used to be lost, dead to God, unregenerate. Our spirits were just dead to God, dead in sin and dead to God. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. Verse 4, but when the kindness and the love of God, our Savior appeared. Next verse. He saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of His mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal or regeneration by the Holy Spirit. You, if you believe in Jesus, you have been born again. A miracle has taken place inside of your spirit. You once were dead in sin. Now you're alive to Christ. Alive in Christ. We are identified with Christ in His crucifixion, crucifixion, His burial. And we rose with Christ into new life. Amen? And then we ascended with Christ and we sat down with Christ on the throne. 
We were made alive in Christ. We were born again. A miracle took place inside of us. Our spirit was regenerated by the Holy Spirit. And our spirit became a new creation. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. See, our mind and our flesh, our body, is actually still part of the old creation. Because our mind and our spirit, and our, sorry, our mind and our body is not perfect. Okay? When you, when you got saved, nothing changed in your body. Our body is still subject to decay, to destruction. Amen? This world groans as in childbirth, waiting for the sons of God to be manifest. In fact, we're waiting for the return of Christ so that when He returns, we will be transformed to become like Him, our bodies. We will receive resurrected bodies, glorified bodies, and we will be with Him for all eternity. But right now, our body is still a part of the old creation. And our mind, see 1 Corinthians 15 1 Corinthians 15 says that when he returns, we'll be changed. Our body will be changed in the twinkling of an eye. And our mind is also still part of the old creation. Okay, the, nothing changed in our mind when we got saved. The only thing that changed is that we believed in Jesus. Amen? But we still have all the same thoughts, thinking. And that's why we have to, what? Renew our mind. Okay, so our body... And our mind is not part of the new creation. What part of us is part of the new creation? Our spirit. Our spirit is a part of the new creation, the heavenly creation, the eternal creation. Your spirit right now is as perfect as it will ever be in eternity. Amen? It's as perfect as it will ever be in all of creation. Your spirit has been made perfect in Christ. <sighs> Nothing else needs to happen in your spirit. Colossians chapter 2 verse 9 and 10 says, For in Christ all the fullness of the deity dwells. Sorry, verse 9. Colossians 2 verse 9, For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. By the way, don't let anybody tell you that Jesus is not God. Jesus is God. The fullness of the deity, God, lives in Christ in fullness. Jesus is God. The fullness of God. And look at verse 10. And you have been given fullness in Christ, who is the head over every power and authority. You've been given fullness in Christ. Your spirit has, other translations say you've been made complete in Christ. Okay, your body hasn't been made complete. Your mind hasn't been made complete. Your spirit has been made complete. You've been given the fullness of God in your spirit. Most believers don't understand what actually happened to their spirit when they got saved, but a mighty miracle took place. You were transformed into the likeness of Christ. As that veil was removed, 
as the law, religion, self-effort, works was removed and we saw Christ. We beheld Christ as we saw Him and beheld Him in all His glory. We were transformed into His very likeness. Your spirit has been made perfect, complete in Christ. It has been made Christ-like. 2 Corinthians 3 says we were actually transformed into the very same image. Everybody say, same image. That doesn't mean that we've become God. Okay, we'll never be God. We are the creation. He is the creator, the uncreated one. We are his creation. But it means that we've been changed and we've become Christ-like in our spirit already. Filled with the fullness of God. I'm preaching good here and you're responding good, but you can respond a little bit better and say yes and amen. We have a brand new position. We have a brand new position. Hebrews chapter 10. I can see some of you smiling. It's good. This is because this is truth. Truth sets free. Truth changes the atmosphere. The eternal truths of God are being echoed in this place. And it is changing the atmosphere. It is bringing heaven into this atmosphere. And it's transforming our lives. Devils are trembling. The devil doesn't like truth. He wants to keep us from truth. He wants to cloud our mind with religion and darkness and veils. But His truth shines into the darkness and the darkness cannot overcome the truth. His lights. Jesus is lights. And He's revealing His truth. Whoo! <laughs> Amen. Hebrews 10 and verse 14 says, Because by one sacrifice, because by one sacrifice, the sacrifice of Jesus, just once, doesn't need to offer again and again, the old covenant, continually offering sacrifices for sins, couldn't make people perfect couldn't make anyone perfect. In actually, in fact, the old covenant sacrifices couldn't take away anyone's sin. It just temporarily covered sin so that God wouldn't pour out His wrath on people. And old covenant sacrifices could not, no one could be born again in the old covenant. Do you know that? No one could be transformed and regenerated by the Holy Spirit. When people died in the old covenant, they didn't go to heaven, they went down to paradise, to wait, waiting room, Abraham's bosom, the Bible speaks about. Remember Lazarus and the rich young ruler. The rich young ruler trusted in himself and he went to hell. But Lazarus, who was a child of Abraham, he went into Abraham's bosom, bosom, where all the righteous saints of the Old Testament, they went there and they had to wait for Jesus to come and be offered the once for all sacrifice to be offered. They relied on the blood of bulls and goats just to cover them with sin, but it couldn't transform them and regenerate them and make them born again and make their spirits perfect. They had to wait for Jesus to come, the once for all sacrifice. And when His blood was shed and He said, it is finished, Jesus descended down into the depths of the earth and He let captivity free and He ascended into the highest heights and captivity was went up with 
with him. And since the cross, now we can be born again. Through his perfect sacrifice that was more than enough. It is not an inferior sacrifice. Jesus is able to save us to the uttermost. To the uttermost. Never have to live in fear. Am I saved? Aren't I saved? If you've trusted in Jesus, you are saved. Born again. Child of God. Eternally secure in the mighty hands of God. We're going to finish that scripture. But Romans chapter 10, verse 9, it says, If you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and confess with your mouth, you will be saved. When do you get saved? After a life of lots of works, performance, maybe you get saved. Now, when do you get saved? When you believe in your heart. Jesus is Lord and confess with your mouth. God raised him from the dead. That is when you get saved and born again and regenerated by the Holy Spirit. For with the heart, one believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, one confesses unto salvation. My friends, that is when you get born again. Because of the sacrifice of Christ. Whew, you're good. All right, back to Hebrews 10, verse 14. Because by one sacrifice, he has made perfect forever. Perfect forever. Those who are being made holy. Now you can take that two ways. Those that are being made holy. Or sanctified. You can take it as those that are coming into Christ, those that are being separated from their old life, their sins, and are being born again, coming into Christ. Because being sanctified, being holy, is to be separated from your old life and to come into Christ. That is to be made holy. Because Hebrews 10 verse 10 says, We were made holy by the sacrifice of Christ once and for all. In fact, let's read this one. We're going to jump around in Scriptures, but I'm excited. So this is what I do when I get excited. All right, are you excited with me? I love the Word of God. I love preaching this. This is, this is my home. This is what I was put on the planet to preach. God gave me an assignment. He said, Ryan, you're going to show Christians their salvation by helping them have a greater revelation of regeneration and sanctification by grace. It's my assignment. Hebrews 10 verse 10. And by that will... This is the will of God through Christ Jesus, through the sacrifice. Hebrews 10 verse 10. 10 verse 10. And by that will, we have been. Everyone say, have been. That's past tense. Not have to be, not have to keep being, not one day will be, but we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. in the Bible. You have been made holy once and for all. For all of your life, you're holy. 
Oh no, what about if I sin? Then I'm not holy. No, through the sacrifice of Christ, you've been made holy once and for all. To be made holy is to be identified with Christ, to die with Christ, to be buried, to be raised, to ascend, and to sit down with Christ in heavenly places. You died and now your life belongs to Christ. You've been hit, you died and your life has been hidden in Christ. That is your holy position. You are in Christ, seated in Christ, in heaven with Christ. Your spirit is in your body right now, but it is also seated with Christ in heavenly places. That's the quantum physics of the spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is everywhere, but He's also in us. And your spirit is with you right now in your body, in your earth suit. You are not your body. You are not your mind. You are your spirit. I am a spirit and I live in a body and I have a mind. The real you is your spirit. Eternal part of you is your spirit. This body is just flesh, it's just a suit that we're wearing. But one day it's going to be transformed. But right now, our spirit is seated with Christ in heavenly places. That is our holy, that is how holy you are. Because holiness, hagiasmos, it means separated or separation. It doesn't mean you have to strive to get rid of sin. Holiness is not sinlessness. That's what a lot of people have made holiness. Oh, oh, if I don't sin, then I'm holy. Let me tell you something. You can live your whole life not sinning. That doesn't gonna, that's not going to make you go to heaven. That doesn't make you holy. Of course we don't want to sin. Of course we should be overcoming sin. But sin, holiness and is... Sin has actually got nothing to do with holiness. Holiness is all about being seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus because of the sacrifice of Christ. You've been separated from your sin, sucked out of your sin, made alive in Christ and seated with Christ. That's your holy position. Living holy is not trying to overcome sin. Living holy is to live from your position in Christ it's living from that realm from the spirit and let me tell you something when you live from your position in Christ from that spirit you will overcome sin amen yes and amen so those that have been made holy let's go back to Hebrews chapter 10 verse 14 because by one sacrifice he has made he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy so those that are being born again and coming into Christ those he has made perfect forever how long until your next sin no how long how long you have been made perfect forever perfectly righteous with the righteousness of God forever and ever and ever and ever and all eternity and all of time 
Your sin cannot stop you from being perfect in Christ. Well then, Ryan, that just sounds like we can just run out and sin. If you want to run out and sin, you, you, you just go and do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to live for Christ. If you want to just run out and sin, it's probably a sign you need to get born again. It's not the grace message that causes sin. It's people that just want to sin. That's what causes sin. Grace doesn't cause passivity. Passivity causes passivity. Amen. Real grace, true grace gets you fired up for Jesus. Amen. I mean, it gets you fired up and in love with Jesus and passionate for Jesus. See, your reborn spirit that is full of the fullness of God, it wants to live for Jesus. I mean, it is so passionate about Jesus. If we live from our reborn spirit, we would live perfectly righteous, perfectly passionate, and in the will of God every moment of every day. Because our spirit wants to live for Jesus. It's perfect. It's our mind and our body that gets in the way. It's our, mind, it's our unrenewed mind, worldly thinking, fears, lies, distractions. The devil wants us to live from our mind. But God wants us to walk in the spirit, to live from our spirit, where our mind surrenders to our spirit. And it doesn't try to fight our spirit for dominance, but our mind submits to our spirit. And our spirit rises up into ascendancy and begins to rule through our life. Nobody has to say to God, God, you shouldn't steal, you shouldn't murder, you shouldn't commit adultery, you shouldn't lie. Why? Because that's not God's nature to do that, is it? Could you imagine someone having to say to God, Oh God, you shouldn't steal or lie. It's just weird. The Bible says that we have been created after the nature of God. After His righteousness and holiness, our spirit has been created after the very nature of God. We have God's nature inside of us. The Bible says He's written His law, His law on our hearts. That's not the Ten Commandments. That is the nature of God. It's very weird to have to say to a born-again believer, Oh, you shouldn't steal. You shouldn't lie. You shouldn't cheat. You shouldn't commit adultery. Why? Because our very nature doesn't want to do those things. In heaven, we're not going to need any law telling us not to lie and cheat and steal. Why? Because we're going to be living in the Spirit. We're going to be living from our new nature. Perfectly righteous in Christ, walking in the Spirit. That is why walking in the Spirit is the highest level of maturity you can attain to as a believer. It's the highest form of holiness. I'd rather have this holiness than religious, dead works holiness. Amen. How many of you are going to preach some of this in your churches? Hey? <laughs> Woo! He's put His nature in us. 
See, I don't, I don't, my, sin is foreign to my new nature. My spirit doesn't want to sin. Your spirit doesn't want to sin. It's your mind and your body that wants to sin. The appetites of your flesh. <laughs> and there's appetites that aren't that bad, like hu- hunger, hungry. That's an appetite for food. If we didn't have that appetite, we would all starve to death. We would forget to eat. We would starve to death. So God gave us that appetite of, in our body. Okay, the appetite for sex, the sex drive. God actually gave human beings a sex drive, believe it or not. The devil didn't give you a sex drive. Some of you think he did. God, please take this away from me, this curse. No, God said to Adam and Eve, be fruitful and multiply. How many of you know that's when he gave mankind a sex drive? Come on, yes and amen. See, if, if we didn't have that appetite, we would forget to have children and the human race would die out. God gave us a sex drive. It's not wrong. It's a beautiful thing, but the enemy wants to pervert it and just take it to places that are perverted. That is why when we walk in the Spirit, we will subdue the flesh. We will rule over those appetites. And when our appetite says, do this, do this, our spirit says, no. I am a spirit person, born of God, living for Jesus, walking in the Spirit. And I say no to sin. No. You have the power in your reborn spirit to say no to sin. You don't have to be a slave to sin. You've been given victory and authority and dominion. Amen. Yes and amen. Yes and amen. I have dominion over sin. Say it. I have dominion over sin. We've been made royal children of God. We are not paupers. We are not beggars. We are not orphans. We are children of Almighty God. Born of God. There is so much power that God has put inside of us. We've barely scratched the surface of our reborn spirit, of our new nature. God wants us to activate our new nature and to uncover it, to take off the veil, to take off the fig leaves of religion that are, that are crushing your new nature and stopping you from living by it. He wants to rip those veils off and take them off us so that our spirit can shine and can rise up and can rule and reign through our lives. I'm having fun, man. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. So here's the thing. We don't, we don't just automatically just walk in the Spirit. The more, the more we understand about the Spirit, the more we remove the fig leaves and the veil, the more it helps us to get in the Spirit and to walk in the Spirit and to walk from our reborn spirit. But there's some things that we need to do in order to walk from our reborn spirit. 
Because most of the times we just wake up in the morning and we're just all in the mind and all in the body. And it's like we go through half of our day just grumpy, (laughs) just negative and just letting depression come on us and letting fear and lies come on us. And there is a way to actually overcome all that and not have to just carry that around every day of your life. It's to let your spirit rise up and to rule through you. And there's some things that we need to do in order to walk in the spirit, live from our reborn spirit to get in the spirit. See, I don't want to make my decisions from my body. If I just let my body make all my decisions, it is going to lead me into trouble. Amen. Some people say, oh man, just do whatever you want. Just whatever you feel like. Don't try to restrain yourself. Oh yeah? Have you tried that? Is that fun? Hey? Maybe it's fun for a little while, but five years later, ten years later, your life's a complete mess. You've wrecked your life. You've destroyed your relationships. If we just let our body lead us, it wants to lead. The devil's going to get a hold of that and he's going to take you down into darkness. I will just sleep around, sleep with someone's wife. (laughs) Her husband's going to come and kill you. I'm not, I'm not harming anybody. Yeah, well, you harmed her husband and he's coming to kill you or beat you up or put you in hospital. Can't just do whatever we want. God doesn't want us to just do whatever we want. If we just live by our mind, natural thoughts of our mind. Actually, let me just say, this is why Romans 12 verse 1 says, offer your body as a living sacrifice. Offer your body as a living sacrifice. That means we walk around as though our body is dead. It means I'm not living by my body. I consider that my flesh, my appetites is dead. It's not going to rule me. I don't make my decisions from my body. I don't have my consciousness from my flesh. That's called carnal living. Amen. So we need to offer our bodies as a living sacrifice and renew our mind. Be transformed by the renewing of our mind. See, I don't want to live and make my decisions just from my mind. My mind is good. Okay, the mind is good. It's good for maths. It's good for some logical thinking and doing accounting. And it's good for a lot of things. God loves our mind. Okay, but see, when Adam and Eve sinned, they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They fell. Before that, they used to walk with God in the garden. Amen? Walking in the Spirit. Adam and Eve were walking in the Spirit. I believe they could see God. They were clothed in the glory. They could see God. They could hear God. It was the most normal and natural thing to walk in the Spirit with God. They didn't think anything of it. This is normal. We were created to just walk with God. They were living from the Spirit. They were walking in the Spirit. And then when they ate from the tree of the knowledge, the mind realm, the Bible says they suddenly became aware that they were naked, felt shame, and they ran and they hid from God. Suddenly their mind, that their consciousness, their seats of consciousness moved from their spirit that was up here in dominion. Their spirit, it moved down here, and their mind moved up here to dominion. Do you understand what I'm saying? 
So their spirit used to be ruling, walking in the spirit, and their mind was surrendered to their spirit, submitted to their spirit. Amen. But when they sinned, they ate from the tree of the knowledge, their mind came and took dominion and their spirit died to God. And ever since then, man has been trying to relate to God through the mind. We're trying to know God through the mind. Where is God? I can't see God. The natural, the natural realm. I can't hear God. Because you're trying to hear Him with your natural ears. God is spirit. We are spirit. We relate to God spirit to spirit. If you're walking in the spirit, you can hear God. You will hear God. You will have dreams. You will have visions. You will Sometimes you might even hear the audible voice, voice of God. But you'll, in your spirit, you will just know that you know that God is speaking to you and He's saying something and He's leading you. And if you're about to do something that, you, it's, that God doesn't want you to do, your spirit will feel troubled because the Holy Spirit, your reborn spirit together, they're troubling you. They're saying, no, don't do this thing. But when you're not aware of that, not walking in the spirit, just walking from the mind, you won't even hear that. You won't even be aware of that. You'll just go and make all those decisions and mistakes. When it says, be transformed by the renewing, the renewing of your mind. What a weird word, renewing. Renew the mind. Renew, renew, renew the mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What, what is renewing? To renew. It was new. Then it became old. And now you have to renew it. So your mind was new, then it became old, now you need to renew it. I believe what that means is that Adam and Eve were created with a new mind. A mind that was submitted to the Spirit. It didn't fight the Spirit. It didn't try to lead, it let the Spirit lead. It didn't, it wasn't, it, it, all the influences of the world didn't try to control the mind and make it lead. No, the mind was submitted to the Spirit. The Spirit was full of the fullness of God, all the goodness of God, the perfection of God, the law, the nature of God. I tell you when, you, when you live by that Spirit, you just walk in the ways of God. But their mind, their mind was new. Then when they fell, I believe it became old. The old creation. And that's when the old mind took over from the spirit. The spirit fell and the mind took over. So ever since then, mankind has been walking with that old fallen mind. And so, to renew your mind is to renew your mind back to that place in the garden. When our minds used to be new, when they used to be submitted to the spirit. When our minds used to be surrendered. So we need to renew our mind and take it back to that place where it is surrendered to our spirit. So we offer our body as a living sacrifice. In other words, our body lies down. It submits to our spirit and our mind also is renewed. It goes back. It submits. It lies down and it submits to our spirit so our spirit can rise up and lead us. Be transformed by the renewing of the mind. Then you will know the perfect will of God. You will never know the perfect will of God through your mind. You'll only know it when your mind lays down and submits to the Spirit because your spirit is filled with the fullness of God and your spirit knows the will of God. Your spirit is full of faith. Per 
perfect faith. Your spirit is full of God's truth, the fullness of God's truth. And I don't want to live from my mind. I don't want to live from my flesh. I want to live from my spirit. And in order to do that, I've got to actively get in the spirit. I've got to actively lay my body down as a living sacrifice daily. I wake up in the morning, my body, hey body, just letting you know you're dead. (laughs) Hey mind, just letting you know you're submitted to my spirit. Hey everyone, my spirit is in control and today we're walking in the spirit and we're walking after God. And yes, discouragement might come, but you know what? My spirit is never discouraged because it's happy. It's full of God. It's so happy. And, and, and mind, mind, you will praise the Lord. I'm just telling you right now, mind, today you are going to praise the Lord. That's what your spirit says. Your spirit says, mind, I know you're scared because you think the circumstances are hard. I know you're scared because you don't have as much money as you need. But you know what? God is our provider. God is in control. And we are born again. We're children of God. And today, we're not going to be fearful. We're going to be full of faith. Yes. And sometimes you've just got to spend time in the morning getting in the spirits. Just getting in the spirit. Don't just wake up and take the day as it comes. Just let the day just just walk over you like a doormat. And this world just scrapes all of its dirt in your face. No. Sometimes we got to just, we just got to rise up. Amen. We just got to say, no, I'm not going to take that. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. I'm a child of God. I'm, a, I'm royalty. I'm not a doormat. I am a royal child of God. I'm not going to walk around being smashed by life and being smashed by the devil. I'm not surrendering to fear. I'm not going to just bow down to a spirit of discouragement. I'm going to kick the spirit of discouragement up in the bum. Amen. (laughs) Excuse me. I don't know if that's a bad word. In Australia, it's not. Man, if, if, if I wake up in the morning and I can feel a spirit of discouragement on me, I don't just think, oh, well, there's nothing I can do. I say, in the name of Jesus, get out of here. I break the spirit of discouragement. You know what? You can do that. And it can't, it, the spirit of discouragement is not allowed to stick around. It has to go because you have authority in Christ. Submit to God, resist the enemy, and he will flee. Some people, you wake up and there's just spiritual heaviness on you. Oh, and you just carry it around all day. Some of you, you're trying to lead your church with just the spiritual heaviness that the devil just keeps piling on your back. And you just need to let your new nature rise up and say, enough! No! And you take authority 
because you can in Jesus Christ. You are seated in Christ. He was, he's been seated high above every principality and every power and every name. He is seated in the highest place and you are seated in Christ Jesus and he's been given authority in heaven and earth and the devil has no authority. Jesus has all authority and you are in Christ who has all authority. Amen. Now, if you just relied on your mind and your body, you probably wouldn't take authority. But if you walk in the Spirit, you have a revelation. I'm seated in heavenly places with Christ and I have authority in Christ. And sometimes you might feel so heavy and you don't feel like taking authority and breaking those things off you. But you know what? Sometimes maybe you just need to pray in the Spirit. Just pray in tongues for a while. Just get in the presence. Just start worshiping. Start praising Him. Don't focus on your problems. Because when you focus on your problems, you're worshiping your problems. You're magnifying your problems. You're glorifying your problems. No, focus on Jesus. Worship Jesus. Glorify Jesus. Magnify Jesus. And as you do that, your spirit just rises up, ascends into that high place. And all of a sudden, you begin to look down on the world and your problems. And suddenly, they don't look so big. They look small. Oh, they're so small. I didn't realize they were so small. I thought they were so big. They're so small. Ah, go in Jesus' name. This is the authority we have in Christ. This is what He's done inside of us. Born again, the power of being united with Christ, one with Christ, born of God. So much power inside of us. <laughs> Just makes me want to laugh and clap. Come on, let's, let's give him a shout and a praise. what is happening right now is spiritual warfare. Enemy has been crushed under our feet. That, in, that lower, inferior realm, that, that, that carnal, uh, dark realm, the worldly realm, it's just been crushed under our feet. And the Spirit, man, the Spirit is just rising tonight. It's ascending with Christ. And I just feel like in a, in a moment, we just need to let out a mighty victorious shout. Not right now, but in a moment, we're going to do that. I see a man at the back. He, you're wearing a Superman t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. 
the power of the new nature. Do you have that poster of mine? Activating the new nature. Do you have that poster activating the new nature that I've got? Because Clark Kent walks around with his, you know, suit on. It's like just the mind and the body. But then he opens his shirt. And you see the new nature. The superman. Tell you, all of us, we're like super people. Our new nature is so strong. God wants us to just open the shirt. There you go. Learn how to activate your new nature. You can find out more at newnatureministries.org. <laughs> Activating your new nature. That's us. I'm not glorifying DC Comics or any of that. I don't know if any of you got a problem with that, but it's pretty cool. Superman, you, you guys. Are... But the, the point is, this is what God wants us to do. Amen. Woo! Take this, devil. There's warfare happening in this place. A spirit of victory is rising up inside of us. Our spirit is rising up. We're going into the spirit. Come on, let's let out a shout. Kylie and I would like to invite you to prayerfully consider financially partnering with New Nature Ministries so that together we can reach further with the gospel. God has given us a worldwide mission to see people saved, set free, and walking in the Spirit. As this ministry continues to grow by the grace of God and with your help, our focus will increasingly be on producing numerous teaching resources, planning churches, developing a Bible academy, hosting international conferences, developing a ministry network, TV ministry, and setting up a charity to help children who are victims of abuse. The reality is it costs time and money to do this well. And just like a local church, we rely on the faithful generosity of financial partners who believe in this ministry. Your partnership makes a big difference and effectively will impact people for eternity. As a thank you gift, we'd like to bless you with a free e-copy of all of our current books. We would truly value your partnership and hope that you would consider standing with us in what we believe is an eternally significant and important purpose from God. We love and value our partners and look forward to connecting with you in joint partnership on a mission together. And with all of our love, we want to say thank you and God bless.